You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh my goodness me! What a fantastic goal! What a goal! That is absolutely superb! Huge cheers go up around Emirates Stadium. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of the 23rd of October 2017. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on today's show, Jack Wilshire and Per Mertesacker talk about both doing their UEFA coaching badges together. We hear about the letter R in the A to Z of Arsenal. As ever, Adrian Clark is back to look ahead to our clash with Swansea from the chalkboard. But we kick off with looking back at another double game week with our Arsenal Insider. Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, our Arsenal insider this week is Peter Hurst, who is the Arsenal Denmark Supporters Club head. Uh, Peter, really good to have you on the show and welcome all the way from Denmark. How are you? How are you? Thank you, Russ. Well, thank you for getting in touch with us. We appreciate it. It's nice to know that uh, you and your colleagues listen to us all the way across in Scandinavia. Yeah, Arsenal is a very popular team in Denmark, so I'm I'm pleased to talk to you. I must correct you a little bit. I'm not head of the board. I'm just a board member. But uh, I'm with the Danish Supporters Club in Denmark, and we are proud to be supporting this great club. Fantastic. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about your supporters club later in the chat. But let's take a look back at another double game week for the Gunners, Peter. First of all, yep. off to Belgrade. Red Star and a really, really good win with a really well-taken goal from Olivier Giroud. Let's just remind our listeners, first of all, of that cracking strike with five minutes to go. Wilshire back to goal. Claiming handball not given against Wilshire. Wriggles free of two challenges, does well, finds Walcott. Is this the moment here for Arsenal? Wilshire again flits it back towards Walcott and the improvised effort finds the corner from Olivier Giroud. That is quite spectacular from Arsenal, who take the lead with just five minutes remaining. Peter, what a goal and what a way to win that game. It's an incredible goal. And I, I saw someone on Twitter describing when Giroud is going to show a compilation of his greatest goals his grandchildren will think that he's even better than Pele or something like that because he scores <laughs> these incredibly great goals. And I must say, that was an excellent finish. And a really good team move as well. Flick from Walcott, obviously some super work from Wilshire as well. Yes. And and I must say that it's, it's funny because you say it's a double game week, but, but it was almost two entirely different teams. And uh, credit must go to the manager for picking a team strong enough to win that game while also resting basically the starting 11 for the Everton game. So it was very well balanced. That's a really good point. And 
it's job done, isn't it? Because Arsenal comfortably top of their group, three from three, having, as you say, rotated again and, and rotated and got the result. That's very, very positive. It is indeed. And maybe it's, it's one of the strongest starts to a European campaign for quite some time. Because three wins out of three, that's not what we used to do. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned a couple of players there, obviously, in Giroud. We mentioned Walcott, mentioned Wilshire. Who's impressed you from this rotated squad, this second-string squad? I, th I think it's interesting to see players like uh, Giroud and Walcott and Wilshire together with a couple of the young guys. Because although Maitland-Niles and, uh, and to some extent uh, Reese Nelson is being played out of position, those are very exciting players. And also Joe Willock looks like a decent prospect. But it's good to see Jack Wilshire getting his... Uh, his games and his minutes under the belt and and he looks like he's back and we saw that against Everton as well that he came back and had a decent 20 minutes there. And mental fortitude is very important, Peter, isn't it? We know it was brought into question by Watford a, a couple of weeks ago and by Troy Deeney. And again, in that kind of very intense and tough environment, different players, I grant you, but again, it's another little answer to that perception, isn't it? Yes, it is a step of the way. We need to see more. It's not that it's something that is totally answered and good for them because we have seen the games against Watford too often. So we want to see the team respond and show their character and produce results week in, week out. But we it, was a, it was a good response. It was, yep. wasn't it? And we've got, obviously, the Carabao Cup game against Norwich midweek. And again, this instance of, of rotating, letting perhaps some of the similar Europa League players, one or two more maybe on top of that, have their chance as well, which hopefully will be another exciting example of rotating and winning. Yeah, it, it's like watching two teams playing for Arsenal at the same time. So that's, that's quite fun. And it was also interesting to see uh, Matthew Debussy back. He has not been playing for quite some time. And and I think the Cup games and the European games might be a good way for him to get back to form. OK, well, let's move on to the game you mentioned briefly there, the win at Goodison Park against Everton in the Premier League. 5-2, as everybody knows. Uh, Mesut Ozil on target. And Peter, first of all, he having a, a fantastic game. Yes. And it was the first time that we saw the trio of Ursula, Alexis and Lacazette starting together. And it was something that we as fans have been longing for since the arrival of Lacazette. And uh, it seems that, especially in the second half, they were magnificent. And uh, you can see our two goals, the 2-1 goal and the 3-1 was the combination of those three players. And that was excellent. And answering so, questions as well. You think about Alexis and Ursel's futures being brought into question. Lacazette hadn't scored away from home until then. It's just a, a nice little nod to quite a few critics. It's, I don't think we are quite answering the critics yet because this was a great win. But we, we saw that maybe this could have been a Watford game as well because Rooney scored and we were there again. And, and, and you could see that the team was under pressure mentally as well as in football terms. So I want to see that they show the commitment and the results week after week because we need to see that consistency. And Peter, are you and confident that we'll see from Ozil, Lacazette and Alexis that in the coming weeks if they do get more game time together as they surely must? There is definitely some positive vibes. But 
I must say that generally um, I'm a bit worried because it's there's too many negative vibes around the club and it's an uphill struggle to generate the results and we see we have the same results showing that we've seen over the last couple of years that games against Watford or the games against Liverpool we we seem to hit them every now and then and we need to be better than that and we need to show results as we did against Everton because that's what this Arsenal team should be producing all the time. Hopefully competition for places will aid that where everybody needs to keep their A game week in, week out. We needed that, like you said, as our first away win of the season. Um, we scored a few goals as well. Um, you know, Everton, they're not on the best um, run at the moment. So, yeah, there was, it was always going to be quite a dangerous game because they needed a performance as well. So it was important for us to match them from the beginning, and we did that. Um, and full credit to the, uh, to the guys. We deserved that in the end. No, I think um, with all the players that we have in this squad, we're more than capable of um, producing performances. Um, you know, with these guys, they score goals, they create goals as well. So, um, yeah, it was nice to have them back in the team today. And, um, yeah, hopefully they can continue creating and scoring goals. Really nice to see Jack and Aaron combining. That was uh, another real confidence yeah. booster, wasn't it? Yes. And and those are the two players that it would be interesting to see in a combination. Maybe if at some stage during the season we switch back to a back four, there would be that extra body in midfield and you could have Shaka together with Wilshire and Ramsey and maybe that would give some more stability to a midfield that has been overrun too much in the beginning of this season, in my opinion. <laughs> Interesting shout that, actually, because you could kind of have a 4-3-3, couldn't you, with a striker up front, two mobile players either side of him and then three in the engine room, I suppose. Yes, and I think that Wilshire and Ramsey they somehow supplement each other very well because I'm not sure that uh, Wilshire is totally settled in which role he should play, but they could both go from box to box and then supplement each other when one moves forward, the other sits back and the other way around. Mm. If you've got that good understanding, it is definitely a, a, a feasible option. Peter, let's just finish with a bit more on, on yourself and on the Arsenal uh, Denmark Supporters Club. Just tell us a little bit about your favourite players, how it all started and uh, and what you guys do for game day. Well, it's uh, an institution that has been going on for more than 25 years. And uh, just a few weeks ago, we had our own annual general meeting where Nigel Winterburn, came and visited and told stories from the old days. And uh, we have this tradition of inviting old former players to visit us once a year at our general meeting. And then <clears throat> we have some local groups in the area where I live, Arsenal Aarhus, all <clears throat> often meets at a pub and watch the game. And we have a great online support for our Facebook page. And we... Um, arrange trips to the Emirates and somehow uh, sometimes also the European games because when Arsenal play in Germany, we sometimes get the possibility of arranging a bus trip there. Wow, fantastic. So there's a great unity within the Arsenal Denmark group and uh, it's great when we can go to games and watch them live. What was the last game you got to and what will be your next one if you know yet? Well... I was, I think it was 
a one-one draw with Crystal Palace. That that was not great. But then, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'm going in February to the game versus Everton. So I think we have a blueprint of how that will be. Fantastic. Well, safe trip over for that. And thank you very much indeed for getting in touch and coming on to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. That is Peter Hurst from the uh, Arsenal Denmark Supporters Club. Top man. Great to talk to you. Jack Wilshire and Per Mertesacker are certainly enjoying plenty of first-team football for Arsenal at the moment, and both are also doing their UEFA coaching badges together. Here's the pair talking about their decision to team up. Well, last year when I was at Bournemouth, um, obviously I don't have a, they're not in Europe, so I don't have a midweek game, and there was it seemed like an opportunity. You know, and a few of the lads were talking about doing their their level two, I think it was, and you know I thought well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on it and get through it, and. Uh, during it, I, I've, you know, I really enjoyed it, and I thought, you know, while I'm fit and playing and healthy, I might not need it. But even if I, you know, if I've got another ten years left in me, I don't want to be at the end of my career and maybe have a year out and then think, right, what do I want to do? And then have to go through, you know, level two, UA for B, UA for A. So I'm doing my UA for B at the minute. You know, and, you know, luckily. We've got great facilities here at Arsenal, great players, and you know the PFA and the FA have been great. They've been really helpful, and I'm going to complete that and then see what I want to do. And Pear's doing his badges as well. He's going to be head of the academy. He seems like the perfect man for that job. Yeah, so it was Per. It was Per whose idea, and I, I, um, I, he was because I told him we'd done it at Bournemouth, and he was chatting about it and said, "Oh, if you want to do it with me, I'm doing it." And. I was up for you know. I want to. I think Per's going to be great at that job. You know, he might need an assistant one day, so you never know. <laughs> no, um, he's he's got that character. You know, he's, he's a great captain, even though he's not playing. He's he's the most positive. He wants the team to do well. He's a great example for for a young player. And I think if you're yeah, you know under 13, under 14, coming through at Hale End, he is someone to look up to, and I'm sure he'll. Pass his knowledge on to them. Per, we spoke to Jack recently and he told us that um, you were the inspiration for him doing his UA for B coaching <laughs> licence. So, can you tell us a bit more about that, why you wanted him to do it with you? Mm, I disagree. I asked him if he wants to join me, you know, in um, developing a little bit the coaching skills and start from the bottom basically to find out more about coaching and change perspective a little bit. And he was up for it, happy to do a little bit of extra to get going, you know, and to not only to plan uh, something after his career, as well to improve, uh, change pers pers perspective that helps at times, you know, to learn more about the game, learn more about himself, but even our interaction is, is quite helpful, you know, to see people in, in different environments and in situations where you uh, go together, where you improve together. So I'm quite happy that we do it together in terms of that uh, I'm not on my own and share some information and share obviously the work and hopefully we can we can improve there and get first of all our B license to start from there. It's quite refreshing, isn't it? You, yeah. you don't often hear about, about players sort of, what's Jack, 25? You don't hear about players necessarily doing their licence then. He kicked it off at Bournemouth, 
last year. So um, I think that's something he uh, was aware of when he was not at Arsenal and just asking me his question, he was up for it. And I asked him if he's committed because um, I expect commitment, you know, when I do something, I expect uh, a lot of discipline from himself and he, he's committed and it starts well. But it's about consistency, doing, uh, but we spoke about dates and stuff and uh, as we do things together, um, we sacrifice together, use the time together and making our minds up is quite interesting as well to learn Jack, to get to know him better from a different perspective, not only on the football pitch. It, it feels like we are bonding quite well on that on that thing, and uh, I'm happy that he joins. Me. The A. To Z. Or Charlie George, you can hit him. Oh, look at the goal! Berkhamstown, Pires. Pires towards Henry. Arsenal found a goal. R is for David Rocky Rowcastle. Great play by Lee Dixon. And Rocastle wraps it up for Arsenal. Run back by Richardson. Andy Gray called in possession. Spink Fiss only straight to Rocastle. The chance is on. The goal is there for David Rocastle. 2 0. to the edge of his own area and Villa never recovered and Rocastle really punished them. Rocky's one of the most beloved players in Gunners history, making 277 appearances and scoring 34 goals over a trophy-laden eight-year spell. He's now immortalised as one of the Emirates Stadium murals. Ours also for another Gunners cult hero, Thomas Rzitzki. After signing from Borussia Dortmund in 2006, Thomas enjoyed 10 years at the club, making over 150 appearances and he loves scoring against Tottenham. Here's Rosicki. Sanya has made the overlap. Sanya plays it across. Rosicki's there and scores. Arsenal have turned this game round. They were two goals behind and now they have the lead. And that's a terrible mistake by Danny Rose. Thomas Rosicki is on his own. He's completely through. Rosicki, 2 0 to Arsenal. Thomas Rosicki's first goal of the season. And is that the goal that books Arsenal's fourth round place? And Arsenal break with Oxlade Chamberlain, lays it on to Rosicki, here come the Gunners at pace. Rosicki plays it in, Oxlade Chamberlain's in there again, Rosicki shoots, what a goal that is! Brilliant goal from Thomas Rosicki, and that's another goal. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All of the season contender. Oh my goodness, what a hit this is from Thomas Rosinski. And finally, R is for Real Madrid. The Gunners visited Real in 2006 and became the first English team to win in the Bernabeu, courtesy of a Thierry Henry stunner. It's Henry getting cleared. It's Thierry Henry! He scored! He scored for Arsenal in the Bernabeu! No more, no less than they merit. Arsenal have been the thrusting force of this tie. Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. Well, joining me at the chalkboard is Adrian Clark. Clark, you're looking very sharp today. I like <laughs> it. Well, I'm trying to make an effort. Yeah, I'm trying, trying to make sure that every time I turn up now, you just make make a comment about about my clobber. The winged collar on the uh, on the coat. Yeah, is very, I've just very been nice. filming the breakdown. I had the collars up for it. So yeah, once again for the five second team talk in a bit, <laughs> looking very managerial. First of all, though, what is the best performance from an Arsenal front three? You can remember. Well, this is this is in reference clearly to to the performance of the weekend, which was fabulous. Everton were poor, but that that front three I, th- I thought played some some glorious football. It's a great question, and there are so many games and teams to choose from. The one game that really stands out is from 0304 into Milan away, absolutely ripped a, a world class defence apart. At, the, at their own home in Milan, 5-1. Thierry Henry, unstoppable, but ably supported by uh, Freddie Lundberg and Robert Perez. And really, that they were just sensational all season, those three, weren't they? With Dennis Bergkamp, of course, linking play. That night, funnily enough, it was Carnu who, who had a great game at the San Siro. So that is the one game that really stands out. For more modern times, first one that comes into my head is 5-2 against Spurs. The first one, um, where Van Persie... Thomas Rosicki and Theo Walcott. Well, wow, they just they just absolutely destroyed Spurs here. It was um, it was fast football, athletic football, but really skillful football as well. So um, look, we've been sport for choice here, haven't we? For that with that kind of that kind of game. Absolutely. Okay, Clarky, great uh, thoughts on that. So, Arsenal back for a first home Premier League game in four weeks when you count in the away games, the international break, the Europa League. It's been a good old while. Um, Hopefully, it will be normal service resumed in front of our own fans. It's been a good run on on home turf. Not a problem. Uh, Up until the Everton game, it was the away form that had been the issue. So, no, the team are very confident at the moment. 
they have coped pretty well, I've got to say, with defensive opponents because we know that most teams will sit back here at Emirates Stadium um, and soak it up. And we struggled in, in recent times at times with that, been a bit slow, but um, that hasn't been an issue. So, no, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think Lacazette, Ozil, Sanchez, if they reproduce what they showed at Goodison Park, I think it's going to be a really long 90 minutes for the Swans. Now, Swansea under Paul Clement, we've seen them look like they're edging away from danger, then come back into it and keep kind of hovering either side of being in real trouble or maybe yeah. showing a few green shoots of recovery. Where do you stand yeah. with them now? Yeah, I. do you know what? I think they're going to be in for a long season. I think I see them being in the bottom half for sure this year. I just don't know if they've got enough depth or ability, really. I, I like Clement. I think he's a smart manager. He's got a few good players, but he hasn't got that many game changers. Um, statistically, if you look at the division, they've had the fewest number of shots per game in, in the league and the fewest number of shots on target. They're only averaging, averaging two shots on target per game, which is pitiful, really. Um, so, creatively, they're struggling. And defensively as well, they've been a touch open. I think they've got the third worst record when it comes to conceding shots. And their best player, arguably, this year has been Fabianski, who, um, who's mm. done really well. I like Mawson. I think he's quite useful. Mawson is good. He's the old-fashioned English centre-half. Uh, Not that tall, is he? Not that tall, but he scores from set plays. Uh, he's hard. He's really... He's old school. He belongs in the, in the 80s or 90s, really, which is, is quite refreshing to see a centre-half like that. But I'm not completely sold. What, what Swansea have got, I must say, is a settled defence. You've got, you've got Olsen, uh, Mawson, Fernandez, and then um, you've got the right-back Norton, so um, with Fabianski behind. But in front of them... He keeps changing it because he just isn't sure of the best mm. best formula at the moment. And Renato Sanchez, an exciting addition, hasn't really settled yet. No. Tammy Abraham does get your goals though, doesn't he? <laughs> Excuse me, I do like Tammy Abraham. I think he holds the ball up well. First few weeks, I felt he was too nervous. He wasn't involved enough. He didn't show for the ball. But since he scored, he's just got more and more confident. And, and now I think he is feeling like he's the main man, which which should help him develop and blossom as a player. Um, you've got Boney, of course, that's, that's rejoined, but he's, he's not, not involved at the moment. So no, they're good. They've got two wingers that, that, that are normally, you know, fairly quick and they, they try to make things happen. But what they lack is a, is a real creator. Since Sigerson has gone, they've not got that one player. They've got Tom Carroll, but he doesn't do it often enough to unlock the door. They really struggle to create openings, as I've outlined with the stats. So, um, so yeah, I think Swansea um, are in for a tough year. OK, let's just finish with a word on this game being at Emirates Stadium. I remember a couple of seasons ago where Arsenal led and should have won, ended up losing, and that, again, derailed another potential title challenge. They've not done too badly here, oh, have no. they? No, they've been a bit of a bogey side, to be perfectly honest. I've commentated on a few games here where Swansea have won. So those players that were involved in, in some of those games, will, yeah, they'll come here with no fear. And you've got to remember, it wasn't that long ago that, that Swansea went to Wembley to play against Tottenham and they ground out a nil-nil draw. Um, so they are capable. That day, interestingly, they went with a back three. It was a 3-5-2. So will that be their big match formula away from home, I wonder? So don't be surprised if it's a back three. Um, they're capable of soaking up pressure, 
Um, and, well, they're going to have to soak up pressure in this game if they want something out of it. OK, so, Clarkie, with your managerial trench coat <laughs> on, what is your five-second team talk? I'm going to keep it simple this way. I'm going to say to the players, look at the bench. Look at those boys sat over there. Giroud, Walcott, Iwobi, Jack Wilshire potentially. You need to perform. If you don't perform after an hour, these, these boys are coming on. Like it. A flash in the eye from Adrian Clark there to his star-studded lineup. Clarkie, up next, looking forward to the battle lines being redrawn. It's Brain of Arsenal. Brain of Arsenal. Funnily enough, wearing a red current coloured shirt, which is classic, of course, from the Arsenal jerseys from way back when, 1886 onward, which is useful. Brain of Arsenal is back with our Arsenal Weekly podcast editor, Liam Roberts. Liam, nice nod to my topic. Indeed, I'm standing this week because I thought it was a bit too relaxed last week with the seat. Um, <laughs> you're trying to get bonus points already by, by coming up with the stats on the, uh, on the Arsenal well, Just trying to yeah, ease my way creeping in. around yeah. the gaffer. Come on. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm going to hit him hard with, this, with some tough questions. Yeah, they're, they're, they're tough this week. But I thought last week was tough and his, his, his revision's been good. Mm. Um, Adrian, you are, you are with... Uh, what, what do you go for this uh, week? The 1997-98 double season, please. So that's week one for you. It's your choice. Do you want to go first or second? Um, yeah, I'll go, uh, I'll go second, actually. I'll, I'll see what I have to do. See if I can stumble. <laughs> OK, so, Russ, week two, Arsenal kits. Question one, in which year did Arsenal change from their all-red shirt to the more traditional white sleeves? 1930... It's either 1933 or 33. Correct. That's, that's, that's quality. <laughs> Question two. <laughs> Arsenal's first recorded kit had what colour socks? White and blue hoops. It's black. I thought it was 1886. It's black. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, no. oh, no. I know I'm right. I know I'm right. There's no, there's no question. There's no, there's no question in it. I know I'm right. So Russ the first recorded kit. Accept it, Russ. Yeah. I've, got, I've gone. I've gone to the the Messiah on this one. So uh, I've got yeah. good friends at Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, it was Yeah, it was Can't ever trust oh. um, Question three: What is the most common colour away shirt Arsenal have had over the years? And you can have. I'll give you a choice. It's either blue, white, yellow, or green. Well, they wore the white one in the fifties through till the late sixties. The green one they only ever wore once, effectively. So it's not, I don't think it's either of those. And then blue and yellow was obviously very much the away one, but there was a year that was a two-tone blue. So I'm going to say blue. Yellow. Wore it 27 times throughout the years. Bear in mind, they you wore missed, it in the 90s. missed an open goal. Bear in mind, 1971 FA Cup final, they had the yellow. There's not a little bit of blue on that. No, but it's, it's not blue, is it? It's yellow. Oh. Common colour for you, He's, 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 he's beating today, himself. He's I've beating himself. That. Yeah, he's overthinking things. Oh, uh, I think that's an open four. goal on week three. Yeah, I thought yellow. Yeah, she wore a yellow ribbon. Yellow was the prominent. So I was thinking of the blue trim yeah. as counting. I can, but... see you, I can see you working. So, mm. <laughs> question four How many shirt manufacturers have Arsenal had? And an obscure one called Buckter <laughs> through to the 70s. Then. Umbro through to the 80s, Adidas through to the 90s, so that's three. Nike all the way through to a couple of years ago, and now Puma, so five. Correct. That's a great guess. 
So uh, I got that. I got that about a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's batting 500 today. He's mm. batting 500 today. I've taken it back to the Taught baseball my, chat. I overthought myself out of one of the others as well. Yeah. So uh, ah. two out of four. Yeah. Not two bad. Right, okay. So for the win, Adrian, you need three. Okay. Question one. Who did Arsenal play for their first Premier League game that season and what was the score? It was a double season. Yep. Yes, um, the, season, the season you said you that you were going to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a tough question on week one, uh, but I do know the answer. It was Leeds away and it was one apiece. Yeah, so it's, it was an easy question. Have <laughs> you got it right? I love the way you were like, which season? Yeah. <laughs> question two, who wore number seven that season? Oh, you get... Who wore number seven? Oh. Didn't look at the squad numbers, did I? <sighs> David Platt? Sorry? David Platt? Correct. Ooh, Question three. Arsenal beat two London teams in the FA Cup that season. Who were they? <laughs> beat West Ham. Yep. Oh, no. No, no, no. West Ham. Did they beat... QPR? West Crystal Palace. <sighs> And question four, for the win, Yes. how many points did Arsenal get to win the Premier League? 78. Correct. Get oh, it. Three out of four. <laughs> oh. It was tight. That was, a t that, was, that was a good effort. I got, for Arsenal I got to be two. honest, my heart was starting to beat a bit, bit mm. faster. I couldn't lose in week one. No. 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 So uh, Adrian <sighs> wins. We'll be taking week two next week. Russ, you're changing your... Uh, Okay, topic. this is such an immense topic. I'm going to suggest a, a cut-off and see if you're happy with this. Seeing as it was the, the boss's 68th birthday yep. and 400th Premier League away game as well yesterday, um, can I have Arsene Wenger, but everything up to when he joined Arsenal? Everything. Can I? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you had to think about that. I was... I was trying to work it out in my head. <laughs> Excellent. The life and times of the great man until he arrived. Clarky, good work. Uh, congratulations on re-wrestling the ascendancy in Brain of Arsenal. And when can we see or hear you again? Yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, pleased with that. Um, yeah, I'm off duty uh, for the Norwich game, but I'll be in the commentary box for Swansea at the weekend. Great stuff. The final word. Well, the final word this week goes to a pair of current Gunners stars, Hector Bellerin and Nacho Monreal, as they took part in a round of rapid fire. So first question, what was the first game you ever saw on TV? Oof, must have been of Spain's national team. I think players like Raul, Morientes were playing. It was a long time ago. A long time ago. Yeah. Who is your favourite wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know a wrestler, isn't it? The, el Enterrador. The, oh, the Undertaker. The Undertaker, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Same as you? Favourite animal? Favourite animal, the dog. Dog. 100%, I love my dog. Yeah. yeah. Toto, Toto. Otto. 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 <laughs> Toto. <laughs> Toto. Toto. And favorite cartoon? Ah, I don't know. Now, Rick and Morty. So funny. So funny. But I watch it now. Not when I was a kid. I watch it now. No, it's not for kids. Okay. Favorite piece of clothing that you own? I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Lamban? <laughs> you know me, you know me. Since I've been Wash here. <laughs> I like it, I like no. it. Some shoes, yeah, parachutes, yeah. yeah. Parachutes. For five years. <laughs> Aside from football, what other sport were you good at when you were a kid? 
To be fair, every sport, you know, I was that kid that I could play everything. Handball, used to play in school. Don't play handball. Yeah, in school, we used to play handball all the time. <laughs> Basketball, <laughs> tennis, volleyball, anything. Have you got a skill or talent that no one knows about? Maybe one. I, I know to move my stomach, like, like Shakira. <laughs> Sugar, you have to show him now. No, I don't. <laughs> Most painful thing that ever happened to you? Probably when I broke my, my knee. Yeah. The menisc. Yeah, it was painful. Yeah. Yeah, it was painful. Yeah. What miss most when you were away from home? The weather, the the food a little bit as well, and the family of course. But I need the sun. Yeah. Here we're not getting much. I've been I've been here for a long time, so I mean I'm I'm used to it and yeah. I love it here. Yeah. But but you miss. Like, yeah. There's always there's always gonna be little things that you're gonna you're gonna miss. What is the biggest telling off you've ever had? My mom. She killed me, yeah. One day I was in the school, I remember, and the ball was on the ceiling, and yeah. I tried to catch it. Yeah. And I remember it was three or four meters from oh, the floor. Yeah. I climbed, and after touch the ball, I, I dropped, I fell, really? and I broke my, my Did arm. Did you hit your head yeah. or something? No, no, no. I, <laughs> I don't think so, but maybe. <laughs> but I remember my, my mom watched it, yeah. and she killed me, deserved it. Yeah, honestly. Who would you least like to mark in a game? Probably, probably Messi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going right back to when you were a child, what is the most goals you you have ever scored in a game? When I was really, really young, probably like ten, something like this. You know, when it probably was the same for you. When you were young, you were the best player. Yeah, in the I team, was a striker. So. As well. Striker, yeah. Striker. He's just been going down and down. No, and down. no, 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 no. One season over 30 goals. Really? What is uh, the toughest player in the club yeah. to go past? Probably you. It's difficult. If I drill in you, you always come back. After <laughs> me a coffee, yeah. <laughs> if you go out for dinner with a teammate, who would you pick? All the Spanish guys. Yeah. Probably you, Santi. Yeah. What would you eat? Ooh. Sushi. Yeah. Yeah. Japanese food, yeah, I like Asian food. Yeah. If you could uh, travel back in time, yeah. who would uh, you most like to meet and why? I don't know. <laughs> Probably Maradona. I mean, I, I could meet him now, but I would like to meet him when he was at his best. Yeah. What do you listen to on the way to training? Reggaeton. Oh. Yeah. Yeah? I like yeah, Spanish music. I don't really like English music, yeah. so no. Name one thing you'd like to do when you retire. Travel a lot. I'm, I'm traveling a lot, but we stay in the hotel. We spend too many time in the hotel, in the stadiums, but we don't have time to discover different places in yeah, the country. So sure. I will travel a lot. And favorite fruit? Say pineapple. <laughs> pineapple. Yeah. Exotic, you know. Luckiest thing that's ever happened to you? Wow, when I won the lottery, the the million. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't know about <laughs> no, it. Yeah, me too. Cool. Thank you. Well, that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Pam Mertesacker and Jack Wilshire, plus to Peter Hurst and, of course, to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. We'd like to know how we're doing on the podcast, so please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. You can subscribe as well and find us on ACAST these days. Remember, too, to get your questions into Clarkie for the chalkboard on Twitter using the hashtag ArsenalWeekly. We're back on Monday, the 30th of October. Until then, it's bye for now. Don't forget, too, the latest Arsenal Weekly podcast stories is currently available when we hear about the life and times of the invincible Colo. 
the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.